Hey guys, welcome to episode 16.2. Grant and I are going to do the Middle Earth Current Events segment that took too long on the last episode. So if you're looking for the Hobbit deep dive of chapter 5, that'd be episode 16.1. If you're looking for the Middle Earth Current Events for the Rings of Power, then you're in the right place. Hope you enjoy. But now, we're going to go to Middle-Earth Current Events. Welcome to Middle-Earth Current Events. It's current events on this Earth pertaining to Middle-Earth. Ah. So, um, if you follow... Uh, anything. Anything. <laughs> if you don't live under a rock, you probably know that the Rings of Power trailer dropped Amazon's new show during the Super Bowl. Um, uh, go Rams! Yeah, Grants. I I'm I, upset that the Bengals lost, but I'm also happy that Matt Stafford won. Or Matthew, sorry, Matthew. He yeah. doesn't like being called Matt. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of a bittersweet victory. Yeah. But I mean, but they both fought hard. They fought hard. They fought. Proudly mm-hmm. for America, yes, and its favorite sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if you watched, this was in the second half of the game. Um, they showed the trailer for uh, the Rings of Power, and Grant's going to break it down. But I'm going to talk about all the drama that's going on because there's a lot of drama. Drama, mama, and there was already drama going on before yeah. the trailer dropped because uh, Vanity Fair dropped like a first look article with some pictures. Yeah. And then there's a little drama, and then the trailer just, like, cemented it, people's worries even more. Yeah. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about is what fans have been doing. Uh, uh, less some fans, not, like, all the fans. There's just a group of fans that have been quote-bombing the trailer on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but it's not a real Tolkien quote. It's a fake quote. Yeah. Which, uh, the quote that they um, are are commenting is evil cannot create anything new they can only corrupt and ruin what good forces have invented or made so that's not a direct quote of tolkien's tolkien never wrote that or said that but it um has the same idea as tolkien's thinking throughout the especially the silmarillion yeah with the creation of like the orcs yeah the creation of the orcs um and then also a mockery of the elves they're not actually a creation yeah they're just yeah the one of the one of the quotes, which is a real quote from Return of the King, which Frodo says this is, um, the shadow that bred them can only mock; it cannot make not real new things of its own. So it's the same like idea. Yeah. But I think it's kind of ironic because if you think about it, the people who are commenting that are doing exactly what Amazon is doing: is they're yeah. taking their because they're mad that because um, obviously it's a, evil cannot create anything new; it can only corrupt. So they're saying it's corrupting what Tolkien has made. Yeah. And they're taking an idea of Tolkien's and corrupting it by misquoting him. Yeah. Like not even a real quote. Yeah. And it's, uh, technically it's not right. Correct English because it says evil cannot create anything new. They can only corrupt, which it should be. It can only corrupt because evil's not like multiple people. Um, because it's that the shadow that bred it, bred them can only mock, uh, it cannot make, which is Tolkien's correct English quote. So I just thought that was interesting because, uh, that's just like a group of uh, fans. Not all of them are doing that because not all of them are dumb and stupid. <laughs> yeah, like us. Yeah, like us. We're yeah. dumb. We didn't comment that though. Did you? No, I didn't. Okay, yeah. Neither of us did that because we're not dumb and as dumb and stupid. 
Yeah. But we're a little dumb. We're a little dumb. We're a little dumb and a little stupid. A little but. dumb, slightly stupid. Yeah. But we we can hold our own. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um Yeah. So that's that's just something I thought was interesting. But that also just leads me into why are the fans mad? Because fans are mad. And a lot of fans be mad. mad. Fans be mad. Yeah. So there's a there's a few reasons why the fans are mad. Um and the the big overarching theme of why they're mad is because Amazon is changing the lore. Um, I do want to preface this though with um, because some people don't understand how what rights Amazon has. Yeah. Amazon has the rights to the Second Age, as it's mentioned in Lord of the Rings, the and books, the and the Hobbit. Yeah. So mostly the appendices, and then if they mention something in the story, um, yeah, like the can, fall of Gondolin is mentioned yeah. in uh, the Hobbit. Yeah. So even though like stuff in the Silmarillion and the Unfinished Tales is written about the Second Age, they technically don't have the rights to that, so they don't have to follow that they yeah. can that's why they have so much creative liberty is because there's so much little mention about the second age in the lord of the rings and the hobbit yeah that they can take creative liberties from there so technically they're allowed to change stuff but this is what fans are mad about and rightly so for most of it so the first thing fans are mad about are elvish haircuts yeah because um i don't know if tolkien ever says that all elves have long hair but a lot of the elves have modern haircuts. I think in the Nature of Middle Earth, the newest book that came out, I mm-hmm. think he does mention that they do normally have long hair. Yeah. But see, that's the problem. They don't have the rights to that, they, they so they don't, don't have, have yeah. to follow that. Yeah. Which um, I'm going to talk a little more about their their approach to this compared to Peter Jackson's. But so uh, um, the only elf that they've shown with long hair is Galadriel. Yeah. And, and she's a girl. Yeah. Uh, Elrond. Actually, no. They did show another elf with long hair, uh, Gilgalad. Oh yeah, Gilgalad. Yeah. Gilgalad's the only male elf with long hair. Yeah, so far that we've seen. Elrond has like a kind of a cool short. It's like medium length hair. Yeah. Um, and people aren't like too mad about that, but that one's not terrible. Like I, I'm getting used to it a little bit, but um, they're they're mostly mad about the long hair, and then also some of the haircuts are modern, which wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because like, that one uh elf, I forgot his name, but he's uh. He's the African American. I don't know if oh, he's the, American. The Sylvan Elf. Yeah, right? Sylvan yeah. Elf. He has a fade. Yeah, um, that's. I think his. He's an original character. I think mm-hmm. his name is Arandir. Yeah, but so they're mad about the Elvish haircuts because they're too modern and they're not long haired. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they're also upset. Uh, some people are upset about that. There's people of color characters. So there's the. Well, specifically, people of color characters that, like specifically to the races yeah. that they are. Yeah. That like, cause there are people of color in Tolkien's universe, yeah. but they're from different lands mm-hmm. and different countries. And then the way that Amazon is portraying it is that they're from the area of middle earth, which is supposed to represent Northern Europe. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah, that's why people are mad. Yeah. Which I, I partly agree with that, mm-hmm. but I don't want to get into it cause it's well, <laughs> here so I, yeah. so most people aren't against it because they're racist. The reason they're people yeah, yeah. are against it is <laughs> that, because, I want to make that clear. Yeah. I'm not racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the reason most people are against it and upset about it is that it goes completely against the lore Tolkien was inspired by. Yeah. Because he was inspired by like the old Norse lore. Yeah. And that lore, which like they would they would all be white Celts. Yeah, I did see something where um someone posted an article and they were like, well, there there were like black Vikings and stuff. Yeah, like they were Viking or they were people that came from Africa that went to like Iceland or like uh, mm-hmm. Norway or something like that. But they weren't actually of the race of the Vikings. They were welcomed yeah. into the culture. So it wasn't like 
yeah so that's what kind of gets me a little bit it's like well yeah because they, they can be included but they wouldn't actually be because yeah of the race like so. you said there are people of color in tolkien's lore yeah but what amazon did is they took characters who should be or i don't know if they didn't take any characters original characters and make them black but they took characters that are from the region where they would most likely be white yeah and uh made them a people of color but what um what one thing the one way i think they could justify it because it it would be wrong if they um i don't think they should just take like a character um who's from the same race as everybody just have them a different color but if they have these elves come from a different area it yeah. would justify having them like a if this if this tone. sylvan elf arandir comes from like the far east or the far south where there's like a tribe of elves who like f- after long years of separation with the other elves of northern middle earth they developed a different skin color Mm -hmm. um then that would make sense like i wouldn't like i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if even tolkien thought that too Mm -hmm. like if if they went farther south um just kind of like how the men in middle earth when they split up um they had different skin colors as well yeah um what was i gonna say from an anthropology standpoint in the mythology of middle earth it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. that's just what i'm gonna leave it at yeah and then the next thing is that uh, there's a dwarf queen, which everybody's excited about, but she doesn't have a beard, which yeah. she is supposed to have a beard. Which Dwarf it, women have beards. Yes. Tolkien I, says that. I think it's mentioned because... Uh, it's mentioned in The Return of the King or The Two Towers or something like that. I think Return of the King. It's... What's the dwarf's name? I forgot his name. Gimli? Gimli, yeah. <laughs> Gim- a lot a of dwarves. Uh, Gimli mentions how male and female dwarves are indistinguishable from each other because they, they look the same yeah. and they have beards and i think it's he said the voice or their eyes are the way you can tell them apart i can't remember but but yeah but physically they look the same so uh people are upset because the dwarf queen doesn't have a beard some people say if you zoom in she has some very thin chops on the side but you can't really see it if she has a little bit of facial hair then i'll mm-hmm. be happy i mean i think it'd I mean, look it's cool if she yeah. had a big like, I, I did see an edit that someone did where they put, like, a big beard on her, and it actually looks pretty good. Like, you know, in The Greatest Show, that female yeah, the beard? Yeah, the bearded lady. Yeah. I mean, that kind of looked cool. I thought it looked cool. For real, for real. For real, for real. And that girl could have played a good dwarf, I think. For real. For real. I don't know her name. Shout out to that girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah shout out. Shout out. Um, I was surprised to learn that she didn't have a beard in real life. It was fake, fake beard. That makes sense, though. Yeah. I just thought they. I mean, you don't see a lot of bearded women around. But lately. she wore that beard like she owned it. She wore it proud. Yeah. Um, another thing, there people are upset about is that it looks too polished, and um, compared if you compare it to the Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson trilogy, um, that's more of like dark and grimy and dirty yeah, and yeah. just messy and gross. Ugh. But this one looks polished, and people say it looks just like a generic fantasy. Like it, you could see it, and you wouldn't know it's Tolkien because it just looks like yeah, a generic. It fantasy. almost seems too uh, unrealistic. Yeah. Whereas the Lord of the Rings trilogy looked really realistic. Mm-hmm. And that is because the Lord of the Rings trilogy, other than like the big battles, they didn't. They tried to use as little CGI as they could. Yeah. So all the right. all the stuff is practical. So that's uh, why it looks so real. And uh, you can go, like, into a rabbit hole of how they did that with all, like, the different perspectives in the moving tables to make them look bigger. Like, the hobbits look smaller than uh, Sir Ian McKellen. But this one, uh, they use a lot more CGI because they have a huge budget and the 
technology has advanced so much yeah. in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why it looks so polished is because it's CGI, especially that shot where Gladriel stabs into the ice and swings around. Mm-hmm. That looks like a video game. Yeah. It doesn't really look that real. Um, and then that leads me to the next one, which is probably the biggest thing people are mad about is Gladriel. Yep. Is Grant, I know Grant's passionate about this. Yeah. And the reason, uh, so in the Tolkien's lore, Gladriel's like a, uh, she's a very powerful elf, but she uses like magic and stuff. But in this, they changed her to a warrior woman. Um, and yeah, uh, she's supposed to be like the leader of like the resistance against Sauron. Yeah. Which is interesting because they have, or they, I forgot what army it is. They mentioned it, but Tolkien mentioned a different guy who led the army but so she's leading the army and uh um people aren't happy about that because they just changed her character and she was already super powerful as she's probably arguably yeah. even more powerful she than, was like she was a sorceress right she used yeah. magic she didn't need any armor or weapons yeah because there's that scene because she like walks up to that uh uh orc and just like flicks her wrist and it dies mm-hmm. yeah which is so much more cooler than fighting him with a sword yeah and also the scene where she's talking to frodo and he offers her the ring and she goes in like crazy like yeah that's like more i'm more scared of that galadriel than the rings of power galadriel yeah so they tried to like make her seem like a stronger powerful female character but i think they did the opposite of that because as a magic sorcerer she's more powerful and And it seems like now she's on par with everyone else she's just like a common soldier but she's like the leader and also they say she's more brash and angry because they say she's younger, but she's still a couple... Because th- she was born in the um, first age. This she was born the before the first age. Oh, before... Oh, she yeah. is the daughter of uh, Finarfin, who is one of the... Um, Finarfin is the brother of Feanor, mm-hmm. and Finar- Finarfin and Feanor are the sons of uh, Finway. And Finway was uh, the first king of the Noldor, mm-hmm. and this was like way back before the first age when it was there was no sun and moon or anything. And this is when the elves were wandering after they first awoke. Mm-hmm. So Galadriel is really old. She isn't. She's younger than she was in the Lord of the Rings by the time of the Second Age, but only by three thousand years. And yeah. in the Nature of Middle Earth, it talks about how, like, each year for an elf is like, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it's it's like each year is like maybe like twelve years or twenty. It's some some uh, yeah multiple of 12 i think but, but she's still thousands of years and old. she's like thousands and thousands of years old she was there before the sun rose and she was there before the men awoke and so so she and they try and make her seem like she's like a young like you know like young 20s or mm-hmm. um uh like a teenager or something but like she's that but thousands she's, of years. yeah so she's, she's like she's she's older than Gilgalad and elrond mm-hmm. Wait, so i don't know it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't like it. But but we'll even see what they even do. Elrond too, they try and make him look. Um, they said he was uh, uh politically ambitious. Yeah, which and, doesn't make sense because when he uh, yeah, when yeah. Gilgalad gets killed, he doesn't take the place of the king. No. he stays as the whatever of Rivendell. I forgot yeah, what it's called. I think he's just like the Lord of Rivendell or something like that. He yeah. doesn't take kingship. Mm-hmm. Um, also, he was a warrior and not like, uh like a politician mm-hmm. like he was i'm pretty sure he was the leader of one of the armies of the elves it makes sense if his character and galadriel's character were changed yeah but definitely. she wasn't politically and ambitious she wasn't, but his yeah. character fits what galadriel is right yeah but um they also i don't think a lot of people are mad about this they created original characters which i'm not too mad about it because you can't really ruin an original character yeah i mean you can but like not not the way you could ruin like uh 
one of Tolkien's created yeah. characters. Yeah, and we just have to wait till the show to see what they do with original characters. You can't really... Because yeah. we don't have any background on them, so we can't really make judgments on it. And then another... Th- the last thing I'm going to talk about is the condensed timeline. Yeah. Um, so yeah. the Second Age is like th- thousands of years. I don't remember exactly. It's uh, it's more than the Third Age. The Third Age was 3,021 years, I want to say. Um, and the Second Age was 3,000... Do you have the Lord of the Rings on you? Do you have? Yeah. There should be a timeline in the back of the Return of the King in the appendices, but it's it's like well over three thousand years, um, and they kind of shorten it into like a span of maybe I don't actually know how they much they shortened it, but I know they shorten it because there's, I mean there's like, it makes sense like if you're making like a like a TV show because mm-hmm. it's that's a lot of time to cover and a lot of time to make up stories for. It's. But the last year's three thousand four hundred and forty-one. Yeah, so it's over th- four hundred years. Yeah, which the thing is, the they're age. condensing. Um, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what it is. There's something they took from the start of the th- second age, and then they took from the end of the second age, and they're hap- having both of them happen in um, the first season. Which would make sense if they condensed it over a few seasons because it's still yeah. thousands of years, but. I don't know what they would do after the first season if they have the last event or an event at the end and an event at the start happen at the same time because then yeah. that just throws off all the stuff that happens in the middle because yeah. all the stuff that happens in the middle leads up to what happens at the end. Right, yeah. But um, they uh, they justified it by saying uh, it wouldn't make sense to leave the regular timeline because the men would just die off while the elves live. But I think that would make it better because then that's accurate to how middle yeah. earth was yeah and then you would see how the elves like live through everything and they experience everything which makes them so wise yeah and how the men die off like nor like we normally yeah would because we're men <laughs> we're humans yeah you know, humans die yeah you know but i thought there was an interesting uh thing that's that's all i'm going to talk about what people are upset about yeah um but tolkien when he was alive they made a treatment for a lord of the rings movie which is like they like came up with like an idea for it and wrote yeah a, like uh, not a full script but like this is what we want to do with it Mm -hmm. and so he wrote a letter critiquing it because he wasn't happy about it and most of his critiques um were about changing his lore one of them he says uh here i may say that i fail to see why the time scheme should be deliberately contracted it already is rather packed in the original the main action occurring between september 22nd and march 25th of the following year so he's talking about the lord of the rings yeah but that can also be applied to this he i don't Tolkien probably would have been upset about them condensing the timeline. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Um, probably be upset about the whole thing. Honestly. Because the the he says here it was already packed in the original, and it uh, it is true that they don't have a ton to work off of with what they have the rights to. Yeah. But they still have stuff to work off of, and then also uh, um, this one I thought was interesting. It says the disappearance of the temptation of Galadriel is significant. Practically everything having moral important has vanished from the synopsis. So he's upset. They changed. I don't know exactly what they changed about Galadriel in here in the original uh, treatment of the Lord of the Rings movie. But that's like what they're doing with Galadriel here is by changing her. They're changing. They're just taking away like all her power and like what makes her such a great character. Yeah. But so I'm going to end this or my section, not the, yeah. not the episode. Well, wait, don't, hey, worry. Hey. don't go anywhere. Stay, sit back down. Um, uh, because, as you know, a majority of Lord of the Rings fans love the Peter Jackson trilogy. Yeah. And they think he did a good job. It does have his flaws, but yeah. he did a good job. 
And so these are two quotes, or this is a quote from Peter Jackson. I'll read two quotes from the Amazon one. And this is about like their philosophy when they started making the uh, movies. Um, because I think Tolkien still would have found a lot of things wrong with Peter Jackson's. Yeah. But also like it was Tolkien's creation and he's obviously going to critique people and be upset if they change stuff because he put everything in there deliberately right, for a yeah. reason. But so this is a quote from Peter Jackson. It says, we made a promise to ourselves at the beginning of the process that we weren't going to pay out any of our own politics, our own messages, our own themes into the mo- into these movies. What we were trying to do was to analyze what was important to Tolkien and try to honor that. In a way, we were trying to make these films for him, not for ourselves. So when Peter Jackson and his like crew approached it, they were looking more to honor Tolkien's vision and stick to Tolkien's vision. They obviously changed stuff because if they put everything in, be like it wouldn't be a coherent movie because it'd just be super long. Uh, here's a hot take. I don't think that's what Amazon's doing. You probably yeah. have a quote about that. I got two quotes they, about that. They <clears throat> definitely seem more politically driven and yeah. money driven, like um, just to make well because they spent 500 million on the first season so they obviously want to make it back but yeah but yeah. so when peter jackson approached the movie um obviously peter jackson is a huge fan of tolkien oh yeah um he wanted to respect tolkien and respect his vision and like he said he's making it for even though tolkien was dead he's making it for tolkien and not him not himself or them so then amazon uh there's two quotes that i have here one from the executive producer and then one of the co-showrunners um, when these are from two different articles when they're talking about it, the, this is from the executive producer, Lindsay Weber. She was, the, she was talking about what their process with adapting, uh, this story was. It says it felt only natural that an adaptation of Tolkien's work would reflect what the world actually looks like. So she's approaching it or they're approaching it as, um, how the story would fit in today's world yeah. and what it, so that's why there's like it's politically driven yeah. and then the co-showrunner patrick mckay says uh he asks or he said when they started writing it, they they asked this question can we come up with the novel tolkien never wrote and do it as the mega event series that could only happen now so the this is this is the big part is there or peter jackson was going off Tolkien's and respecting his stuff, their philosophy is they're trying to write the novel that Tolkien never wrote. So, which is nobody wants that because no. Tolkien already wrote, I yeah. mean, obviously not perfect novel, but close to perfect. He already has so much content that's like, that would make great movies. Mm-hmm. And then if, yeah, that kind of does make me mad a little bit. Yeah. So I'm still, don't get me wrong. I'm still excited for the show and I'm still going to watch it. And l- our, our listeners, <laughs> you <laughs> should watch it. You should definitely watch it too. Um, and, you know, try and enjoy the parts that are enjoyable, but I don't know. I'm I'm a little skeptical still. Like I'm excited, yeah. but I'm pretty skeptical. Yeah. Mostly because as a big Tolkien nerd, I will definitely be able to pick out like flaws mm-hmm. and um, uh, what what are the words? Uh, inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. Um, more than like just a casual fan, or more than just like uh like a random like person scrolling through amazon mm-hmm. they're like oh i guess i'll check this show out but this is that's what i think um they they were i think their target fan base isn't people yeah who, because what i think they did is they, they wanted to, they know the fans will watch it anyways yeah, yeah. so that's exactly they yeah. what what they're doing is they got the tolkien the rights to it because they know they already have a huge fan base and then yeah they're like we have all these viewers that we know we're gonna watch it so then they're gonna do their own thing with it um which is uh 
uh, with Game of Thrones, once they stopped going with the lore of the books because they got further in the books, then people say the show went downhill. Yeah. And this is probably exactly what's right. going to happen with Lord of the Rings. They leave the lore and it goes downhill from there. Uh, I know, I know. Um, the producers are trying to. They're saying they're trying to stay away from Game of Thrones, like as as far as like um, content goes. Like they want to stay away from like gore and uh, like nudity and sex scenes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is good. You don't really. That doesn't really propel the plot at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so I'm glad they're not doing that because I think someone, uh, one of the product uh, producers or directors or something like that, said they want like kids, like maybe like age. 11 or 12 to be able to watch it and enjoy it but they want they wanted to have parts in there that might have like scare them a little bit which i think is good that's like yeah i think the, really the kind of like a pg-13 type of yeah yeah the biggest thing they have going for them is that howard shore is doing the yeah uh, soundtrack howard yeah who and, did uh for there's Lord another Lords. guy named uh bear something his name is bear which that's is cool. pretty cool but, but yeah he, he does like video game music mm-hmm. i think Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle__earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. So why don't you, you said you were gonna break yeah, down the trailer? Yeah. So I was gonna do a breakdown of the trailer, kind of like scene by scene. Um, for if you haven't seen the trailer and you're not driving or doing anything important, pause this. Go yeah, watch, watch the, the trailer. Yeah, watch the trailer first. Just look it up on YouTube. Look up Rings of Power trailer, and it will be the first thing that comes up. It's like a minute something. Mm-hmm. Um, come back. Welcome yeah, back. Come back. Welcome um, back. So and then you can watch along too if you're not driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can watch along. As I go scene by scene, so you can just pause it on YouTube mm-hmm. and kind of look at what I'm looking at. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to break it down because we can see a few details in here and try and kind of uh, gauge what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I did watch a YouTube video. One of my favorite uh, uh, Lord of the Rings lore YouTube channels is called Nerd of the Rings. Um, and the guy who has or owns the channel makes the uh, videos. His name is Matt. Uh, shout out Matt. Um, shout out Matt. Shouts out he's, Matt. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorites because he's is very. He, how does he stack against other Matts like Matthew Stafford? Do you do you, do you um, respect him more than Matthew Stafford, or I he... respect him more just because? Well, I've never played football, but I've played the game of Lord of the Rings. You've probably played Madden before, though. I have. But I'm not good at it. That's different. Hey, that's okay. Well, like here's here's what I'm saying. I've I haven't played pro football. Oh, I but see. I, I'm a pro. Tolkien expert, yeah. not as, not as a uh, expert as Matt. I would say Matt's You're not the nerd of the rings. No, Matt is the nerd of the rings. Uh, Matt is very uh, knowledgeable in all the lore. So, anyways, so I watched his video. He did a. He also did like a kind of like a trailer reaction. And so some of the things that he said, I agree with. Um, for some of these scenes, or like some of the, uh, I guess content in here. Anyway, so we'll start. So, um, first off, uh. It seems to be narrated by a young girl. Um, Matt from Nerd of the Rings suggests that uh, this is a hobbit girl that we see later in the trailer. Um, she's kind of got uh, disheveled hair and, like, stuff in her hair and stuff like that. Um, so, anyways, uh, hobbits were prone to wandering in the late Third Age, and uh, I don't agree they should be in the show, uh, but it's kind of a selling point, I guess, for casual fans because they're like, oh, there's hobbits in here. We know them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it would make sense for them to still be a wandering people in the second age, um, which is why she narrates something along the lines of like, have you ever wondered what's out there? Um, there's like something more beyond our wandering. I can feel it. Something like that. Um, and so, yeah, so that's why she says that because they're wandering at the time and she's like, oh, there might be something out there, man. Yeah. The whole wide world. <laughs> the the um, entire world, dude. Yeah. You stay in one spot all the time. Well, they're wandering, so not really. But anyways, um, so the first shot we see is of a ship in a harbor, sort of like in a city. And as it pans up, we can see like kind of this bridge or like this archway. And it has like a, a sun, like an emblem of a sun on it. Um, and then you see a vast city of stone. And then you see like this big statue of a, a, some guy who looks like a king maybe. And then in the background, um, in the far background, you see this giant mountain. Um, so I think uh, this is probably um, some like port city on the island of Numenor because first of all, Numenor makes a lot of giant statues of people because when Numenor sinks and um, the uh, the men retreat back into Middle Earth and they found the kingdoms of Arnor and Gondor, in Gondor like by the the um, the river that leads to the waterfall. Um, they make the Argonath, which is like the pillars of the kings or something like that. I can't remember. I think that's what it's called. Is that the two guys but in their arms? Yeah, but it's made? the two. Yes, yeah, the two statues of uh, ones of a Sildor and ones of a Narian. Um, a Narian was the like the. Anyways, they were the sons of Elendil, mm -hmm. so they were they were co-kings of Gondor basically, and they had their arms sticking out to ward against enemies from the north. So. They make a lot of big statues like the, that. The original stop signs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably what what it is. Uh, probably one of the kings of Numenor. And then the mountain is probably Meneltarma, which is the holy mountain in the center of the island. Um, and then the sun is probably a symbol of the faithful Numenorians because Elendil, I guess the poster they have of Elendil holding his sword and like the hands poster, mm -hmm. um, he has like a lot of sun symbols on him. Um, and they're saying that's Elendil, so... It would make sense if this was like a city where Elendil was the lord of, or like, I guess not really a mayor, but, you know, yeah. leader. Um, so it's probably, if I had to guess, it's probably Andunier or, um, what's the other one? Eldalier, I think. But it's it's towards the west of the island of Numenor because that faces towards the Undying Lands where the elves are and the Valar. So that's why they're called the Faithful because they still believe in the Valar. Um so the next shot we get a kind of like a hilly landscape and there's the two nomadic hunters with their giant moose antlers on their back um that's a bit i don't really know what they are they mm -hmm. don't really seem like hobbits um because hobbits aren't hunters uh yeah and so i don't really know i don't know well, oh. those do look like huge antlers. i mean i guess elk and moose antlers are huge and it is it's a it's a fantasy series so they yeah. probably have these giant deer anyways but it, i was also thinking it might be hobbits with regular size antlers because they look a lot bigger than them yeah because we don't see those guys compared to other people so we can't yeah. gauge only just how big they are compared to antlers i guess so um the next shot is the uh the hobbit girl in a camp sort of setting who looks up and sees someone and then she smiles a little bit um so probably her crush yeah, probably. So it's probably someone she recognizes or someone she likes or like likes as in like um is fond of trusts is fond of. Um and then we get um probably one of the more controversial shots which is uh we will be first we get the this frozen mountainous wasteland um which a lot of people are saying is probably the northern waste which is near Angmar in northern Eriador. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like those mountains up there. Um and it's got this big waterfall 
Oh, it's very icy. And then you see Galadriel <laughs> scaling this icy cliff using just her dagger. Like, that's just weird. And there's people under her, too. And, yeah, there's people. There's other probably elves under her as well. There's, like, three mm-hmm. more of them or something like that. You don't, it, You probably wouldn't catch it on your first uh, watch through the trailer, but if you pause it and ca- or kind of watch it back, you can see them underneath her. Their robes are flowing in the wind, and they're moving around. Um, and then the next shot we've got is a raft out at sea, and it's, like, a pretty stormy sea. There's big waves and everything. Um, and then there's a man on this raft um, who is supposed to be the original character Halbrand and he's a man I guess just a guy just a guy just I don't, guy being I don't really dude. know how important he is obviously if he's one of the main characters he's probably important in some yeah. way but also <clears throat> I'm upset that it doesn't have any reference of Celebrimbor yet but oh, yeah. I don't know if he was mentioned. I, he has to be mentioned. I don't think so because I haven't seen anything about his name. He well, ma- he did the rings. He was a yeah. But I mean, I mean, like uh, he has to be mentioned in like the Lord of the Rings appendices. Oh, I thought you meant what they've shown from the yeah. Thing. Because I mean, unless they're saving that for like a big reveal or something like that, like for the actual trailer. I don't know. Anyways, so that's Halbrand. Then we see like a dark forest or something like that, and then there's arrows flying, and then our short-haired Sylvan elf friend named Arandir. He catches a flying arrow, and it looks like, um, like on the ground, it looks like there's a person laying down there, and it looks like he saves the person from getting shot with this arrow, but he grabs the arrow in midair as it's being shot, and then he pulls it, and then he puts it into his own bow, and then he shoots it back, which I think is pretty sweet, honestly, because yeah. that's kind of on par with what Legolas does in like, The Lord of the Rings. Like, he's like surfing down the Oliphant trunks, and he's surfing down the stairs on an orc shield, and he's doing all these crazy things. Yeah. So that's definitely like... That's definitely classic elf combat, so that's pretty cool. I'm I'm glad they're doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see a flaming meteor shoot across the sky, and then it transitions into who's supposed to be Gilgalad, the uh, last high king of the Noldor, and he looks up at the sky, which a lot of people are thinking he's looking up at the meteor because he's kind of like wondering what it is or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's also standing on this kind of like stone pavilion area, and it looks it looks elvish, and there's like a these golden leaves on the ground, um, which probably means it's the land of Loranand, which uh, later becomes known as Lothlorien in the Third Age when Galadriel and Celeborn live there. I don't know why he would be there, though, because no one... Um, I don't think Gilgalad ever really went there. But also, it could be um, the land of Linden, where Gilgalad was king, or like that's where the High Elves lived in the second age because um they first off the malorn trees which you see in lothlorien the big like trees with the golden leaves they originated um on the island of tol erasea which means basically the lonely island mm-hmm. um shout out to andy sandberg uh <laughs> <laughs> that's his, that's his comedy band the lonely island mm-hmm. um anyway so uh that's where some of the elves live, and it's, like, right next to the Undying Land. So they, those trees originated there, and they gave some seedlings of those trees to the men on Numenor. And so they had some Malorn trees on Numenor. And then when um, there were a lot of ships going back and forth between Numenor and Linden, like the Grey Havens, um, they probably gave some of the Malorn trees to the elves because they were like, oh, these are from your friends over in the Undying Lands. And then from Linden, there were probably like forests in Linden of these Malorn trees, and then they brought them over to Lothlorien when Galadriel lived there. Mm-hmm. So it could also be Linden, because we don't really have any idea of what Linden looks like other than the Grey Havens, as seen in the 
end scenes of the return of the king so um could be linden anyways uh next shot is what looks like galadriel uh riding a horse through an open plain and she's leading other warriors on horse um probably going into battle or something like that because she's in armor unless it's before she goes to the ice place and those people behind her are the ones under her on the i ice could thing. be yeah that's hey this is just a theory though <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, and then we see another elf who's like in a cave and he's ca- kind of got like this turban around his head um, and he's holding a torch because he's in a dark cave so he kind of needs some light uh, but then he like it kind of shows up against this like what's supposed to be like a big troll I think and it's got like tusks and a beard like if you kind of I don't know you might not catch it like right away too but it does have a beard yeah, so they give the uh, cave troll a beard but not the dwarven queen yeah what's up with that why don't why doesn't she, why don't they switch the beards yeah um so it's it looks pretty sweet it looks like a cool monster but it doesn't really look like the normal trolls you see in the return of the king or like the lord of the rings trilogy yeah which i don't know, like i said it looks cool but it's not a troll so if they're saying it's a troll then then i say no <laughs> yeah the, but the, the thing is is that they don't have to like, yeah, like, they don't. They don't have to keep it the same as Peter Jackson. Yeah, because Peter Jackson yeah. was like his interpretation, so they can have their own. But like yeah. everybody knows, the trolls is the one as Peter. The right. Peter. Yeah. And also, there's drawings Tolkien drew of trolls, yep. or of the trolls. Obviously, they're a lot different, but they're sort of similar, more similar than these ones are. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, and then for a split second, uh, we see the same sort of elvish pavilion that we saw Gilgalad on, um, but this time it's from a different angle, and you can actually see into the woods where the the golden trees are and then you see the pavilion with like this waterfall next to it so it's kind of like on a cliff and then um uh there are elves or some other people there some are kneeling and some are standing and then there's one person who has his back face to the camera who is in like different robes which is probably gilgalad still but it looks like some sort of like ceremony or something i don't really know much um, and then we see a shot of Durin the Fourth, who is titled the Prince of Moria. Um, so, as far as dwarves go, especially the um, Durin's folk, uh, Durin the Deathless was the first dwarf of that race, and he was renamed like in his line of his uh, descendants. He was renamed like um, like a total of seven times before they stopped naming like dwarves Doran um because they said the seventh one would be the last Doran um and he would be the one to overtake Moria or something like that um and then uh so anyway so Doran the fourth is named the prince of Moria where the leader of Moria would be a king so if they're saying he's the prince then they must mean he's he, his father is the king but there's like a whole thing behind it because they only name someone Durin if he has the exact likeness and like I guess character of the first Durin, and so they're saying like he's a reincarnation of Durin the Deathless. Um, so basically, if he's Prince Durin the Fourth, then that might be implying that Amazon is saying that his father is King Durin the Third, which wouldn't make sense because it wouldn't be like one right after another is named Durin then Durin. But that's something the. Uh, people aren't going to pick up on unless they know the lore. So right. they probably thought they could get away with that. No, they can't. They can't. We're not allowing <laughs> yeah. it. Um, and then we see the young Elrond. It does make sense that Elrond would be young because if they, let's say they place 
most of the series in like towards the end of the second age so like maybe the year 2500 then elrond would be just a little over 2500 years old um which would be fairly young for an elf um so it wouldn't make sense to kind of make him a younger elf uh not politically ambitious though <laughs> um but he's got his short hair and he looks he looks like he's in a like a dwarvish like area cuz there's dwarves behind him as well and he kind of like looks up with his smug face i don't know i don't really know but he looks up for a sec and then we see the dwarven queen uh disa is apparently her name mm-hmm. she's and, mentioned in the or her that name's mentioned uh dis is mentioned oh dis which is the sister of um thorin pretty sure uh, but disa is not mentioned they just added an a oh, okay <laughs> yeah. so she's technically not an original character because it's kind of mentioned but it's just the name mentioned so they yeah just have the, the creative yeah. freedom to practically make it an original character. um yeah and then she's i guess she's singing a song of sorts and she's got no beard so a little disappointing um and then we see galadriel on the raft in the sea um and then it looks like halbrand lifts up her hair to reveal her pointy ears which um what matt from the nerd of the rings was saying is that it kind of feels like um the witcher series on netflix where everyone kind of has a hatred towards the elves because uh, i don't really know much about the witcher i watched it but like i don't really know as much about it as i do lord of the rings um but like i guess people are more uh like prejudiced against elves but not in middle earth like in middle elves are like the top dogs. Yeah, in Middle Earth, the elves are like the elder race, and they're revered pretty much by the men, and they're feared. They're feared by men, but men, I don't think, would take, like, I don't think they would be brash enough to like be prejudiced towards elves, where they would like outright like kill them or. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And so but, I don't know, that just kind of seemed like a weird scene where like he revealed her ears, unless they're just trying to like, unless that's the first like uh scene where galadriel's in and you're like oh that's an elf you know yeah but like you could he could also just be like think she's a human then reveal she's an elf but also it's kind of like sacrilegious to touch her hair because of how like her yeah, hair is right. a very important part yeah yeah of because uh isn't she i think she doesn't give it to is it gilgalad or feanor feanor yeah um feanor for her hair yeah. she says no but then gimli asks and he gets three strands yeah that's and that's a big deal that's because gimli asked with like a pure heart he said um i would ask for nothing but if if you truly want me to ask then i would take three strands of your hair and treasure it for he's asking with a simp's heart yeah but <laughs> whereas whereas feanor was greedy and he saw the light of the two trees within galadriel's hair because it was golden and he wanted to take it and kind of keep it as a treasure for himself and that's why she was like yeah and she rejected him three times which is why she gave gimli three strands of hair mm-hmm. which it just kind of feels weird that he t- just like handles her hair like that even though i don't know if that's like um because he wouldn't have known that like, if he yeah, has he to look to known. see if she's an elf, he doesn't know if she's Gladriel, then he wouldn't, like, know how important her hair is. Right, yeah. But also, I think Tolkien, I don't know if Tolkien mentions there's something in The Lord of the Rings or something, but, like, you know it's an elf if you see it. You don't mistake elves for men. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there would be no reason for him to have to look at her ear right, if yeah. she's an elf. Right. Which is, which is another thing that the fans are mad about is that with the haircuts, the elves become indistinguishable between men other than like their clothing yeah but like you know it's an elf when you see an elf yeah 
Yeah, that's something too because I know in Peter Jackson's uh, adaptation, you can tell when someone's an elf because mm-hmm. they've got the long hair, they've got the clothing, you can see their ears, and they just look more like they they hold themselves like so much higher than men. Mm-hmm. Like they're not like lowly and rustic like the the men of Middle Earth are. They're like you know we're the elder race, like mm-hmm. we're immortal. We've lived for thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. So that yeah that is something I don't really like about the elves um, in the Amazon series so far. Um, but then the next scene is, uh, there's like a big fire and there's like two people. One is like a naked guy, Mm -hmm. uh, who's like pulling at another person to help, help him up onto the ledge he's on or something like that. I don't really know what's happening, but I wonder if that's the nudity they were talking about. Cause remember when it was first announced and they announced that they're going to have nudity in it. Not anymore though. But, um, yeah, I don't really know what that's about. Cause nothing really, nothing like that really happens in Tolkien's writings, so I don't really know what that would be. Yeah, uh, probably some original idea of theirs. Uh, uh, but it's probably uh, what some people are saying. It's probably from the meteor from before. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it crashed and there was a person in it. I don't really know. <laughs> that mm-hmm. seems weird though. Yeah. Um, and then we see Doran the Fourth striking a stone with a pick, and other dwarves are watching. And if you pause it, um. Like, right after he strikes the stone, you can see, like, a different angle of it where the stone is being broken, but the person behind the stone is different than Durin, and it looks like it's Elrond who's breaking the stone. Um, And that's probably because, I mean, we see Elrond in Moria quite a bit, and it's probably because he's learning from the dwarves of Moria and he's becoming friends with them, which is a thing in um, the lore is that the elves and dwarves in the second age they actually become like really good allies and friends so it could be i guess um amazon's way of showing how elrond is politically ambitious he's trying to make friends and alliance with the dwarves or something like that so he's learning their ways i don't really know but he's out campaigning yeah he's, <laughs> he's on the campaign trail yeah um and then we see a guy with an axe who's uh, chained to the leg and he's like leaping towards this kind of pavilion and there's others other people underneath i have no clue what that's about I don't even know who the character is. Um, that that feels like a not Middle Earth feel, like that scene. That scene is the weirdest to me, I think. Um, and then we see our first orcs fighting against an elven army. So I, you don't really see an orc face, but you see like the backs of their heads and the armor and stuff, and they look they look similar to what they're supposed to be in like Peter Jackson's adaptations. So that's cool, but we haven't seen their faces yet, so I don't really know. And then I don't know how much you could really do different with orcs because Peter Jackson, yeah. like those orcs, are like really good and yeah. There's not much else you can really do that I can think of. Right. Um, and then apparently the elf without like a helmet, and he's got that short haircut and he's got like blonde hair, oh, yeah. um, and he's like yelling at someone, uh, like from a distance or something like that. Um, that is none other than Finrod Felagund. And you he, wouldn't know it because he looks like a man. Yeah. You can't tell he's an elf. And he's the brother of Galadriel. Yeah. So um, that is probably one of the battles in the first stage that's mentioned in the appendices. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Dagor Bragalak or uh, Nurnith Arnoidiad. Um, one of those. But um, he does die when he's trying to help Baron, the man, on his quest to get one of the Silmarils from Morgoth. So if they're trying to say that he survived somehow and is in the second age along with Galadriel and they kind of have like a brother-sister duo going on, um, then I will hate it even more. <laughs> well, because Baron and Lucian's a huge story. Yeah, and I know. And a huge part of yeah. Tolkien lore. 
Um, so hopefully it's just something that's like in the first, cause I think in the first season, the first two episodes are supposed to be like three hours long or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if combined or like separate, but it's supposed to go over like what happens in the first age, like from what they could get from the, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Mm-hmm. But, um, so they're supposed to kind of do like a recap of what happens in the first age. So that might be from the first age. Um, and then they just show that. Maybe Galadriel is sad that her brother had died in the past age and she's trying to avenge him or something like that. I don't know. That could be the whole story behind it. We could see Baron and Luthien too. That would be pretty sweet because Baron and Luthien are mentioned in The Lord of the Rings. Aragorn sings about yeah, him quite a bit. Yeah, he sings that song. Yeah. Great voice. Mm-hmm. Kid's got a voice, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the elf armor looked cool, like the chest plates and stuff. It looked cool. It looked mm-hmm. like normal elf armor, but then you look at their helmets and they look like Roman, like Centurion helmets, mm-hmm. and they don't at all look like the helmets, like the sweet helmets you see in like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like those, like you see those helmets, and you're like, those are Elvish helmets. But then you see the ones in this battle, and you're like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they just kind of like, I want to say it, but I don't want to say it because it makes the most sense. But they half-assed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of yeah. half-assed the armor, and it doesn't. I don't know. It seems kind of like they they rushed the armor concepts or something like that. Whoever costume designed sucks. Um. No hard feelings, though. You I mean, prob- they're getting paid a lot to do You're it, getting so paid a lot. So they probably don't even care. Just take the money and don't complain. Um, and then we see uh, a tiny little hand, probably the girl hobbit, uh, who grabs onto this large weathered hand, and he's wearing some sort of like knit like clothing that goes down to his hand. And this is, if you look at the posters with just like showing the hands and stuff, we see that character with those hands, and he's got like that knit robe on, and then he's holding an apple. Um and a lot of people are saying this might be one of the blue wizards whose job it was to help the free people in their effort against Sauron. And I can't, there's two different versions of how the blue wizards come into middle earth. We have um, an episode about it and we have an episode about it. So one is that the blue wizards, um, come at the same time as Saruman, Radagast and Gandalf, mm-hmm. um, during the third age, like third age, 1000 or something like that. And the other is they come, uh, during the second age, um, to kind of help against the first war against Sauron. And specifically in the east. So that might be like the blue wizard is traveling east. And then he comes across the wandering hobbits. And then, I don't know. And because... If you want to learn more about that, that's episode two of Starry Party. Where yeah. we talk about the wizards. Yeah. Um, and it might be it might be they're like trying to create like another Gandalf character. So they're trying to make the blue wizards seem like Gandalf. And so he's they make friends with the hobbits or something like that. I don't really know. There's two of them, by the way. Uh... Palando and uh, I can't remember what the other one. It starts with an A. I'll look them. Okay, it's a yeah Palando and something else. But I don't Alatar. know. Alatar. Alatar. Yeah. Alatar and Palando. I don't remember which version of the uh, Blue Wizard origin is mentioned in the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. So we'll see. Um, and then yeah, so that's pretty much. Yeah, that's the end of the trailer, shot by shot. So you probably didn't even have to watch the trailer. I just showed it all to you. Um, yeah, so that's the end of, of the trailer. That's the end of the breakdown. Mm-hmm. But uh, the only thing, there's only a few things that, or a few good things that can come out of this, out of the the show. Yeah. Because we already know that it's not gonna live up to what we were all expecting. Right. Yeah. So it could either, it could show, because. I think it's going to have a huge effect on because of how upset people are and how big the Tolkien community is that they 
this isn't a thing they can do because I know I'm not a Marvel fan or anything, but I know that Marvel changes yeah. stuff and there's a group of people who are upset about it. Yeah. But like most Marvel fans don't read the comics. Yeah. So they don't understand, they don't watch that so they can get away with it, but in Lord of the Rings, I don't think they'd be able to get away with it as no, much. Because most Lord of the Rings fans, they've both watched the movies and they've read a lot of the books. Yeah, like so, yeah. so there's going to probably be a big backlash and they're going to hopefully learn from it. Yeah. The other thing is Kind of like, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but like Sonic the Hedgehog, that yeah. movie, when they first came out with like, uh, like a scene of it where they showed Sonic for the first time and everyone was like, whoa, that is awful because yeah. it did not look like sonic and then eventually they had to halt the movie because they're like okay we, we got to change what sonic looks like because people don't like it and they changed what sonic looked like yeah so hopefully if fans are angry enough at like the representation in it then they might change it for the second season or yeah, something so like we that. might just have to live through one bad season and then yeah but because i heard they did that with witcher 2 witcher the yeah show, they the did fans yeah. were upset so they yeah. switched it um, another thing that could come out with it, uh, new Howard Shore soundtrack, like yep. I mentioned. Oh, yeah. So a good soundtrack. Good soundtrack. And the third one, there's probably more, but this is one is we'll have a new appreciation for the Hobbit trilogy. Because yeah. the Hobbit trilogy <laughs> right now is everybody like, I mean, not everybody hates it, but it's not great. It's, it's yeah, it's like, it's fun to watch, but it's like in terms of like accuracy and stuff, it's like, meh. but I feel like honestly, wa- after watching that trailer, I feel like the Hobbit trilogy is accurate yeah <laughs> like it, Even like though, i would be like i would enjoy watching them yeah because <laughs> yeah because this could just be like a new low for uh tolkien adaptations and we'd be yeah. like oh yeah the hobbit trilogy is pretty good yeah it's just setting a new bar yeah a lower bar but those that's our analysis of yeah you know that was a long that was uh, a long i mean middle earth current events but um we'll probably we'll definitely have more to say about this as time goes on because it's yeah. being released september 2nd so we'll so, we'll have quite we'll have this whole year mm-hmm. well less and than a year but they'll yeah. probably be like because um, there's so much backlash more teasers more trailers yeah more trailers and then there might be like more the, articles yeah more articles that the showrunners like are like hey we're saying this or whatever but yeah thanks for listening to this episode um Next episode, we'll cover chapter six of The Hobbit, so make sure to read that. What is chapter? Is that Queer Lodgings? Let me see. Because that's one of my favorite ones, so I hope it is. It better nope, be. No, it's Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire. Oh, let's, I forgot about that. Oh, that's a good one, too, though. Yeah. Uh, let's see which one Queer Lodgings is. Seven. It's right after that one. Yeah. So, read chapter six, Out of the Frying Pan and Into the Fire. Good chapter. Mm-hmm. Probably not as good. I mean, they're all good chapters, but this one was like the big chapter you know oh yeah so thanks for listening uh, i guess goodbye yeah, I, don't know. I guess goodbye <laughs> I guess. if you stuck around to the end goodbye for now it's a yeah. long podcast so if mm-hmm. you stuck around to the end congratulations you mm-hmm. don't get anything but mm-hmm. two hours wasted out of your life yeah maybe not a waste i don't know yeah i mean we had a good time this we had a good time it wasn't a waste for us yeah maybe so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time bye Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Exploring Middle Earth. Grant and I had a great time making it and we hope you enjoyed it as well. If you did enjoy the podcast and want to support us, there's two ways you can do that. One way is to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also share this episode or the podcast with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth where we will post updates and behind the scenes pictures. Each episode goes up every other Monday so episode 17 will be up on March 7th and that will cover chapter 6 of The Hobbit so be on the lookout for that. 
Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.